Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Gravity Leadership Podcast. Gravity Leadership is a community of people seeking to live our lives in the orienting center of God's love in the midst of our post-Christian world learning to lead like Jesus, live on mission, and make disciples. In nature, gravity is the phenomenon that brings stuff together, objects as small as atoms and quarks, and as large as stars and galaxies. We believe the gravity of the Christian life is the love of God revealed in Jesus Christ. The Gravity Leadership Podcast is curated conversations on what it looks like to practically orient our lives and our leadership in the love of Christ, the gravity that holds everything together. Hey, welcome to uh, this episode of the Gravity Leadership Podcast. We're in the middle of a series uh, where we're talking about our axioms, our missional theology axioms. In our last episode, we talked about the first one, which is that God is always present and at work. Uh, And uh, today we're going to talk about the next one, which uh, talks about what is this God? Who is this God who is always present and at work? I'm Ben Sternke. I'm Matt Tebby. And uh, we're two of the co-founders of Gravity Leadership, and uh, we're going to chat today about this second axiom. So, if God is always present and always at work, uh, it matters quite a bit what kind of God is present and at work. Uh, what, is, what, what are his qualities? Uh, what is he like? Um, what are his characteristics? Right? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, what is this axiom, um, Matt, the second axiom? Yeah, the second axiom is the God who's present and at work is just like Jesus. Mm. Uh, One of the ways that theologians have talked about this is they've summed it up as, uh, God is like Jesus, 
and there is no unchristlikeness in him at all. Mm, you know, that's good. My son right now, who's nine, he's reading uh, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, yeah. and he's reading um, this uh, Rick Rorden, I think is what you say his last name. He's written another series of books after Percy Jackson, and these books are all about taking the the Roman and Greek gods and bringing them into present day with like these half bloods or offsprings of the gods. And mm-hmm. so, what it means to be a god in in this universe. In the Greek and Roman mythological universe, is that you have powers that you can uh, overwhelm and overcome things, right? Make things happen, yeah. and you you utilize these powers to dominate and subjugate the the natural world or the human world, and that's one of the givens in this universe about what it means to be God. Mm-hmm. Uh, my nine year old loves it. Yeah, uh, but we have often really interesting conversations about how God revealed in Jesus Christ, is different than the God revealed by Zeus. Yes, right. <laughs> right? Right, yeah. And what's interesting is that a lot of Christians, I think we have sort of baptized a, um, a lot of assumptions about what God must be like right. from the Greek metaphysical, Greek philosophical tradition right. from which, you know, Christianity uh, emerged out of the, you know, out of the ancient Near East uh, the world, ancient Near East God world, but also the, the Greek uh, metaphysical philosophical world. Yeah, those two worlds kind of met. Right, and 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 Christianity emerged in a milieu. How you like that? Mm-hmm. Using That's French, good, yeah, using French. Yeah, yeah. And we are. <laughs> I don't know. Are you sure what that word means? Uh, you know, it, it, Jesus emerged from that context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we've inherited these these pictures of God, not not through st- careful study of Greek you know, uh, metaphysical philosophy, uh, but we've inherited them sort of uh, by default, right? It's the water we swim in. It's the assumptions that we make about, oh, if we say Jesus is God, that must mean X. It must mean he's omnipowerful, right? It must be he's omnipotent, right? That, that must mean that mm. because that's what a God is. That's what God is. And so we've got this picture of God uh, that we've inherited that uh, may or may not look like Jesus, but I think this, the central scandalous claim of Christianity is that this, is, as we look at the life of Jesus and who he is, that is a picture of what God looks like. Even, you know, the author of uh, Hebrews, you know, says, hey, in the past we had these prophets and we had, you know, uh, writings, we had scriptures, we had these pictures of who God was, but, and they're all true, but in these last days, we have the Son, who is the image of the invisible God and the exact representation of his being. So there's this contrast being set up in the New Testament, right? Where now it's like a breathing, a sigh of, oh, now we know yes. what God is like. Ah, now we see. We've touched him. We've seen him. We've seen him in action. We, we, now we know what God is like. Yeah. Why is that important? <laughs> well, one of the one of the things that runs our lives without us knowing it is our impression and image of who yes. God is. Yeah. So, uh, and there's a lot of different con- concepts of who God is that mm. float around in Christian and non-Christian settings that aren't at all what Jesus is like. Right. And so uh, maybe maybe we could talk about four of those. Yeah. The four that are most common, at least that we see and we've experienced yeah. in our own life. Yeah. And then we can contrast that with the God revealed in Jesus. So the first one. The first one would be uh, God is this distant deity. Yeah. Right? He sits on this cloud. Maybe he made the world 
but now he's not really intimately involved in it. There's no yeah. relationship with the world. He's sort of set things in motion, and now he's detached, distant. Uh, I'm not even sure if we could even ascribe to him apathy because he, it, is just this concept, this yeah. this, this, this universal thought form power thing. Yeah. That whole, that kind of super, is, is, is just over everything in sort of a detached way. Right. So this, I mean, that contrasts with God is always present and at work. This is an unpresent God. This is a God who is powerful, but has set some things in motion and now is, is uninvolved and a long ways away. Yeah, and I think this is the God that a lot of um, Christians wouldn't confess they believe in, but our right. our everyday practice mm-hmm. uh, betrays that this that we suspect this is who God is. Yeah, that we're we're functional deists, meaning yeah. we we live as though God might intercede if we can't get pregnant, or if we need to win the lottery to pay off a gambling debt, or or if we need uh, we have a child that's sick. Then we call upon the God who sits outside of time, outside of the world, to break in and zap us with His power. Right. But other than that, yeah, we don't really connect with Him, commune with Him. Uh, uh, relate to him in any way. Yeah, it doesn't really affect us. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, the, the 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 president, you know, of the United States or something like that. Like, I, you know, long ways away, you know, doesn't really affect my day-to-day. So unless we, I read Twitter. You just sort of triggered me right now, because now <laughs> I'm thinking all the, all the other ways I would describe the president other than a distant deity. But yes, yeah, there's like this authority a long way away that yeah. doesn't really impact my everyday yeah. life. Is that it's, what you meant? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like You, it's, you meant like the president of, of any Kraft nation. Foods yeah, or something, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> like, sure, I buy the food, but, uh, you know, we don't chat. What's his you name? Know what I mean? Yeah, say, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah so yeah, so that, that's, a, that's one picture. And I... I I think it's important to uh, focus in on one thing you said there, that we wouldn't profess that we believed in this no, God, right? This isn't, a, this isn't a God we'd circle on a multiple choice quiz. Right. I, I remember Dallas Willard saying that one of the greatest challenges for Christians in the Western world is to actually believe the things that we say we believe. And what he meant by that is that there's a difference between professing something as true and actually believing it. And by believing it, he means more like trusting yeah. Right? And so, um, as we listen through the next uh, few of these pictures of God that we carry around, um, just think about your life, and uh, your life will betray uh, the vision of God that you actually have. And actually discovering what this vision is, is, is a big part of the work, because most of us are blind to it. Most of us don't realize the picture of God that we actually have. We haven't volitionally chosen to live in a dualistic world right. where what really, what's really real is what I can right. see, and then there's this God thought that sometimes I connect to and call upon yeah. to intervene and invade right. this world. Yes, yeah. So that this came up in uh, a discipleship group uh, of mine a, a little while ago, where somebody was realizing that they don't tend to pray uh, unless something something unless they really need something and they, this person was sort of starting to figure out oh the the reason that i don't pray unless i really need something is i have a picture of god in my mind and i have a picture of prayer in my mind as as kind of this distant deity he's like he's out there and i think he likes me and i think he's you know well intended towards me but i don't really interact with him very often unless i really need something yes i really need him to come through on this this issue or that issue okay so so uh so wrong God number one. 
Wrong God number one is what, distant, the distant deity. deity. The second, number two. Second one, Ben. What's the second one? The demanding judge. The demanding judge. So this is a God who is involved, but uh, you don't want him to be uh, because, <laughs> because he's always mad. Uh, he's always sighing. I, I think this, uh, you know, of, of these four, this probably resonates with me the most in terms of this is the God I'm, uh, I think I used to believe in and the one I'm tempted to believe in uh, most often uh, because he's most like me. Most oh, like my personality. Selah. Yeah. Wait a second. Yeah. Wait a second. So, Ben, you are most tempted to believe in a God that looks the most like you. Yeah. I think I just said that. We, I'm, just, I'm just echoing I know, it back. I know. I'm just I'm saying just, it again. Yeah. Maybe we oh. could end the podcast right here, yeah. and we could all just go pray. Let's take up an offering. Put on our, our Kathy Tricoli album <laughs> and uh, get, get sort of uh, face down. That's really true, man. That's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, we, we inherit these images of God, I think, you know, from, from other people, uh, you know, who, who our parents were, that kind of thing. But I think also just from our own personality, we're te- you know, that we're tempted to create a God in our own image. So the demanding judge, you know, I imagine him as kind of constantly frustrated and sighing at, um, at my lack of performance morally. You know, Chronically like, frustrated. Like, ugh. Yeah. Always just sort of trying to get his kids to obey, and he just can't... Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, easily offended, uh, yeah. Ri- like rigid, yep. um, concerned yep. concerned with like morality and purity mm-hmm. and, and right and wrong. And and, he, and, he, and if you offend him, he cuts you off, and you've got to kind of grovel. I talked about this in the last podcast. Yeah, you got to... This is, this is why I think I was thinking when I sin, I need to... I need to make sure I really have my ducks in a row and I'm really committed because forgiveness ain't cheap. You know, like that that's kind of Yeah. Yeah. So the demanding judge. Any, anything else to say about him? The this demanding judge? Uh well, maybe it's at this point uh it's probably appropriate to mention that any of these four misconceptions of God you can find this God in the scriptures if you want. Yeah. That's good. If you go, if you go uh, moseying around the Old or New Testament without Jesus, mm-hmm. and you cobble together verses and stories, yeah. you can craft an an image of God that looks distant and detached. Yeah. You can craft a concept of God from Scripture who looks like a demanding judge. Judge. So one one thing to say right now is uh, we we're going to we're going to center and orient our understanding of God around Jesus. He is the interpretive key. He mm-hmm. is the lens through which we read all of Scripture. Why? Because we're Christians. Yeah. And so we don't we don't go into Scripture pulling pieces out, holding them to uh, putting them together any which way. We put them together in the yeah. ways that Jesus put them together. Yeah. So all, I guess all you can say is, if you want a demanding judge God, you can have him, and you can find him in Scripture. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just, it just doesn't, we don't think it fully comports with the God Jesus reveals. Yes. And so however we we line those things up, right? Like my, I, I'm doing a catechism class now, and uh, one of my daughters is in it. And uh, she, the first day, she asked this question. So, what's up with God killing people in the Old Testament? Hello. Yep. So uh, it got real, real fast. But that—that that is a question, right? Of how do we, how do we harmonize or 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 line up this picture of God that we have in the Old Testament, who, like my daughter said, kills people, uh, with Jesus, who refuses to do so and instead dies for his enemies. In fact, in fact, prays for his enemies. Right. In fact, heals his enemies when they get injured. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So how do we, how do we, how do we line that up? I don't know. That's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> but 
uh, when you have a contrasting picture, because we're Christians, Jesus wins out. We might say, I don't know how that lines up, and there's various ways to do it, perhaps. But in the end, at the end of the day, Jesus is the exact representation of who God is. He's the image. Yes. And that's okay. what we fall back on. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So, so distant good. deity, demanding judge. Third is what? Uh, I would say maybe a response to the demanding judge, mm. or uh, I know this has been appealing to me as a way to heal from having sort of a condemning, contemptuous conscience and and projecting that onto God, mm. is the uh, doting grandpa. Yeah. The doting grandpa God. He's... He's the he's the guy who always has like a ice cream cone for you and his laps always available. <laughs> you ask him for 10 bucks and he gives you 20, right? Yeah. He, you know, there, yeah. there's no it's all it's all um uh in you know, he's he's there's no he rules at his you. house. He indulges me. He enables me to he enables me to conceive and to uh realize my deepest desires and he's happy that i can just get what i want yeah he endorses those desires oh. he's like oh yeah that's great that's good his greatest good for me is that i would get everything i want mm-hmm. like when i want it yeah like basically he's on the marketing team of burger king yeah right? your way right away yeah yeah <laughs> that's that doting grandpa yeah, yeah, right yeah have it your way have it your way yeah so this is a this is a god who's obey your thirst this is a god who i can recruit as my personal uh, self-esteem life coach. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He always endorses every every dream, every desire, everything that comes out of your heart is great. You should go for it. I'm going to help you. I'm going to be honest, Ben. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't been honest. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Up until this point. Anytime a person says, can I be honest with you? I, I want to I just uh, yeah. accuse them it's of like, right. being a liar. Well, what have we been doing? Yeah, what have I been doing? No, just honestly, like, this is the God that most appeals to me. I think mm. because of the toxicity and the damage that a distant God and a demanding God has done in my life. Yeah. Like, the doting grandpa is almost a healing thought, um, or this healing image of God that sort of is an opposite reaction on the same sort of binary yeah. to the demanding. Like, the, on one end is demand, on the other end is dote. And so, I, you know, if I have to choose, if I have to choose a false image of God to worship in... Oh, yeah, this one's way better I'm than choosing the, the God that, uh, that wants me to have everything I want. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, although who knows? Maybe there's, if you grew up with that God, maybe you'd want a demanding judge. I can imagine I would. And yeah. I, you know, honestly, you know, social scientists tell us that a lot of children are growing up now with mm. with parents who who simply are their kid's best friend, who are just doting on them, giving everything they want. Mm-hmm. And there's all this research that's done that it's crushing kids. It creates Producing. mountains of anxiety. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because it's a, it's a, ter- who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew it would be such a tyrannical thing yeah. to get everything you want yes. as you want it? Mm-hmm. Who knew that would create a prison yeah. and would produce anxiety and fear? Yeah. Who knew? So anyway, that's the third image of God, a doting grandpa. Maybe, yep. maybe you or your best life now uh, friends have experienced that God. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fourth God, uh, we could, uh, the fourth image of God. Uh, these guys don't exist, by the way. We're not pantheists. We're just saying that these are, are not pantheists. These are idols, false uh, images. Polytheists is what yeah, I meant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, false images of God. The fourth one is a deterministic micromanager. Mm. Mm. Do you know what that means, Ben? I do. Well, I have an, I have an idea. 
those words produced a thought in my mind. So Let's I'm pretty hear sure I know it. what it means. Yeah. Well, the deterministic micromanager God uh, would be somebody who is in meticulous control of all things. Um, and I, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure why he's in control of all things. Maybe he's got some anxiety about, uh, you know, about creation. He's about a control how, freak. He's, he's got to, you know. He's got to control everything because uh, he's nervous about how it's gonna, all going to go. Um, but yeah, th- this God, uh, you know, I honestly, I, I have most familiarity uh, in terms of my imagination with the, uh, sorry, with the doting grandpa and with the demanding judge. Yep. This one I don't have as much resonance with, but I, I see it out there. I see people who are... Um, I mean, this is one of those axioms, right, from our culture. God is in control, right? Which oh, yeah, I understand, yeah. right? I God understand what control. people are trying to say yeah. there, right? I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to dog on it too much. But, uh, but what, does that, what does that produce, right, long term? It produces this image of God who is in meticulous control of everything. Yeah, so you're going to say that God's in control of my bad choices and God's in control of... Like natural disasters, or God's right. God's doing that. Like God, right. you know, uh, the, you know, the Holocaust. God's in control, right? So you're gonna look at somebody who's yeah. who's in a who's being rescued out of a out of a um, internment camp and saying, "Take heart, friend." Yeah, God is in control. Yeah, which it's hard not to hear that as uh, God did this to you for <laughs> for a reason. Right now, uh, let's let's just say right here. Um, there are nuanced yeah. and sophisticated and elegant ways that certain theological traditions understand this mm. that leave that uh, in in that system leave room for human yeah. agency. Sure, sure. Right, but but for uh, but for us, we don't think it's the best frame to describe the God revealed in Jesus. Mm-hmm. We, when we look at Jesus, we see God not as a doting grandpa or a deterministic uh, micromanager. We can call it like a helicopter parent. Helicopter right. parenting is 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 this deterministic micromanaging. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm going to hover over you and control your choices and behaviors to comport with my desire. That's not how Jesus expresses mm-hmm. his godness. Yeah. Right. So, so just a few things about. The way that Jesus rehabilitates our image of God, uh, and the first, the first is Jesus is ruthless about helping people own their agency. Like, what do you mean by that? Um, so uh, you know, Jesus is sitting at dinner, and he can perceive that someone is uh, not all in at this Passover and is looking. Uh, is maybe double-minded in their allegiance to him, mm-hmm. and uh, perhaps is going to betray him. Mm-hmm. And rather than tell him everything's going to be okay, everybody makes bad choices, everybody betrays the Messiah, don't worry about it, <laughs> right? Uh, rather than giving him a, a, a shameful finger-wagging, and, right? the, and demanding the demanding judge, yeah. rather than um, not saying anything at all and just being hands-off, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and rather than trying to convince him that this is the wrong choice, you're mm-hmm. ruining your life, this mm-hmm. will probably lead to suicide, you know? Like, mm-hmm. rather than doing that, yeah. he says to him, hey, uh, what you're going to do what you've determined to do, do it. Mm-hmm. Own what you want. Make your choice. Use your agency. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah. And we see that kind of posture, that, that radical empowering people to make choices, 
take responsibility for their agency and to live with the consequences. Yeah. We see that all the way through, all the yeah. way through the Gospels. Rich young ruler. Everybody. Same kind of thing. I mean, everybody, he's always empowering them to realize what it is they want and then to choose it. Yes. Whether it's good for them or not. Whether Jesus, I mean, so Jesus will proclaim good news to them, yeah. right? So, so you've got people that don't want Jesus to eat and drink with sinners. Mm-hmm. And they're really cranked up about that. Jesus clearly disagrees because he's not come to call the righteous but sinners. He's uh, the healthy don't need a doctor but the sick. So he tells a story about someone who misses out on a party because he's so stinking jealous and envious and yeah. and having a pity party about yeah. his own lack of a party. Right. He holds out a story so people can understand where they're at and make a choice. But Jesus doesn't argue with them. No. He doesn't try to convince them they're wrong in a in a very direct, full, coercive, meticulously no. controlling way. No. He simply reveals where they're at, proclaims good news to them. My father is all about parties, and you're invited to, and and leaves them with the choice of yep. am I going to come into the party or not? Yeah. So he he reveals a God who doesn't control things. He reveals a God who invites, but then leaves it up to us to to choose whether or not we want to come to the party. He empowers us to make choices, to own our agency. That's what you're saying. Yeah, and I think that's part of the the scandalous, ridiculous plan that God has to, um, you know, the mystery hidden for ages about uh, revealing the mystery of God through the church is that Jesus, his whole plan was to train 12 people that he could empower with his authority to, mm-hmm. to have the freedom and agency to proclaim his kingdom without him needing them to be robots. Yeah. So he could say, I'm with you always. Go, you have my authority, and, and, and do it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'll need a dream with you know pigs and, uh, <laughs> right, right. and cows on it yeah. to, to realize... Right before the centurion comes over. Right, to realize that you, you, you have to repent, right? Yeah. But I'm not going to... So God isn't after robots. He's, he's yeah. after agents. And his primary characteristic isn't control, mm. but his power, his omnipotence, his omnipotence mm-hmm. is, is I think, better described as his, as his love. His others-oriented, uh, kingdom-saturated, empowering invitation mm-hmm. to live under his lordship. Yes. Yeah. Cruciform is an adjective that we oftentimes use uh, to modify what, what, love. Cruciform. You're going to have to unpack that. Spell it and then unpack it. Uh, C-R-U-C-I-F-O-R-M. Cruciform. And it just means in the shape of a cross. Um, and this is this is probably, and we learned this from uh, guys like Greg Boyd, like this is probably the center of what, it, what, what Jesus' life was all about, was his going toward the cross. Um, and so his, his love is cross-shaped. And so, and can't get into it now, but like everything that that implies, dying for his enemies, as we said earlier, praying for his enemies, healing his enemies, everything that that implies is how God's love gets worked out and, and what it looks like as we look uh, at the life of Jesus. And so there's, there's tons more to say about it. Yeah, I, but I mean, I'm, uh, I got the whatabouts. Yeah, I got no, the whatabouts in my head. We could maybe do another. What uh, about the whips in the temple? What about, yeah. what about Rambo Jesus in Revelation? Yeah. What about? Yeah. What about? Yeah. Right? Yeah, there are a lot of whatabouts. We don't have time for them right now, but maybe we can do a, a supplemental episode on the Ooh. whatabouts. Yeah, what about? Yeah. Send us your whatabouts. Yeah. Uh, you can send them to Ben's email, Ben at gravityleadership.com, Matt at gravityleadership.com. We'd love to hear uh, what this stirs for you. Uh, send us an email, drop us 
Um, drop us a, a message. If you like this podcast, tell your friends about it. Uh, rate us on iTunes. I know that's sort of trite, but uh, that's the way people find out about it. It'll take you 30 seconds, and you can bless people for 30 minutes. So anyway, <laughs> uh, for Ben, I'm Matt. We'll, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Gravity Leadership Podcast. If you found it helpful, please let us know by leaving a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you review podcasts. You can also email us at podcast at gravityleadership.com to ask a question, suggest a topic for future episodes. And join our online community for free at gravityleadership.com slash join. You'll get our latest content delivered straight to your inbox, as well as an email most Fridays with curated links to articles we found interesting or helpful throughout the week. To join us, go to gravityleadership.com slash join. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.